and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Sweet. Trying this solemn voice this week. (laughs) We'll see how long that lasts. Oh my gosh. What are we (laughs) discussing today? All right, so let's get right into it. Army of the Dead premiered on, or I should say, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead premiered last weekend or two weeks ago on Netflix, and Zack finally finished the whole film. Mm-hmm. I am halfway through it. Um, do you want to give your first thoughts? I liked it. It was a it was a fun zombie romp. Um, Still not sure how I feel about the uh, the depth of field thing he's doing. Yeah. But I was entertained. I found it funny. There were some really good moments. Um, and I think for me, I think for me, it made me feel a lot better about Zack Snyder as a director. Uh, how do I phrase this? I, I could see where Warner Brothers were the reason why a lot of the films that he had made up to this point, I have issues with. I think it was very evident that when he doesn't have oversight from some of these other companies, he puts in a great film. So... In reference to, you know, Justice League and then now this, I I saw that, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the company above him. I think if he has somebody like Netflix who kind of gives him the money to do whatever he wants, he makes a great film. But if he has another company who's saying, you know, do this, don't do this, say this, don't say this, I think he doesn't, I think it's hard to produce what he wants exactly. I think that's a funny way of saying bye, DC. It's not saying bye, DC, but again, I mean, we all hypothesized that, well, maybe not all of us. There was a section of DC fans who were like, no, DC's the issue why Zack Snyder's not getting what he wants out of it. Um, But I think now it's very apparent that the oversight above him kind of changed the material. I think now we've seen two films from him where they've been a lot better I was just when say. he's just had complete control over what he's going to do. And I think it now makes me think that he just needs the money to make whatever he's going to make. But I, I will say hats off to him because he basically made the film... He brought the film to life by himself. I mean, he was the director, he was the writer, he was the producer, he was the cinematographer. Like, he was everything in the front office for this film. So, I felt like um, it was a great demonstration of his his powers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, piggybacking off of what you just said about Army of the Dead, um, I will say... A lot of Zack Snyder's work has been challenged for me. Mm-hmm. Not challenged, but I, I see how he is as... I see his work as a creative genius. 
and the master or the mastermind, I should say, of how he creates his storylines, how he goes about his plot, how he brings the story to life. I'm only halfway through the film. Like I told I mentioned this to Zach before we started the podcast and um started out kind of rocky for me. I, I did love the Las Vegas theme song in the beginning. Spoiler alert. I don't know if we're doing spoilers, but um not going too descriptive on the film, but there were parts in the beginning where I kind of just like was on my phone because I wasn't, I wasn't caught yet. Um, there were a couple moments that did catch me. There was one actually when I had just texted Zach, this movie's stressing me out. Um, that was the part, and I guess I could kind of be spoiler. They're already in Las Vegas and they're in the kitchen section. Like they're, the, the army of the dead is sleeping. And... There was one part where the girl who, it, that Spanish chick, she, I can't remember her name, but that entire scene had me like chomping my cookies that I was eating because I was so stressed. Like I was stressed eating. And then when the guy locked her in that room, I literally screamed out, oh no. Um, cause I actually didn't pay attention before that to, as to why like he was being a, a jerk about it, but it was so thrilling, and now I'm at the thrilling section of the whole movie, so it's like, wow, this is getting intense. Um, but again, I liked it. I think it's it's good so far. I might not finish it tonight, to be honest. Probably going to finish it over the next couple days, but um, it's a good film. So far, if I had to give it a rating, I would say maybe like an 8, because I do like, I, I think Zack Schneider, the way he, everything is so descriptive with what he's doing with seeing how like they're eating the faces how they're eating like these humans and what they're doing like the chomping bits I wasn't expecting all the like visuals to be so visual if that makes sense he's he's good at what he does visually he's very good I have to give him that and we've seen that with Justice League with his version we've seen that quite well and the plot is actually pretty good I have to say with what they're trying to accomplish. I love Dave Batista. I have to say that Dave Batista has blown me away with his performance so far. Love him as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think he's doing, I, I, I would love to see him in future roles outside the MCU. I'm excited to see what he takes on. I agree with you, but I also think it's predictable. The movie? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that too. Yeah, it's very absolutely. But I think I think there's nothing. You know, people are gonna die. It's just a matter of who and when. Not in that way. I, I, more in the way of okay, you have the the father and daughter complex. You know, is that his daughter, by the way? Is that yeah? Oh, okay. Not his, not real life daughter. No, no, no. But, but like his on his screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have the friends, and you have... I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, because I know you're going to finish it, but when you finish it, you're like, oh, that's a tried-and-true story that I expected. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a little bit disappointing, considering this is Zack Snyder. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to feel about that completely. Okay. I mean, by by the time we it's do good. The next episode, you'll have a whole different feeling. Yeah, I'd say probably an 8. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. That's how I'm feeling so far. I'm feeling an 8 out of 10 just because I do like his work, and I do like how 
visually descriptive they're going. That's the best way I could put it into my own terms. Um, but any more thoughts on Army of the Dead? Um, so I know you haven't seen this yet, but the third Conjuring film came out over the weekend. The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it. I'm not going to go too much into the movie, but um, I'm a huge fan of the Conjuring series. Like, I am of Paranormal Activity as well, and I know that how that feels kind of about both of those film industry. Not industry, but the franchise. Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is it was a really good film. It really was. Was it? It really was. And I don't really... I, I know I say that about a bunch of films, but, like, horror movie-wise, I would say this is in my top, like, five. Um, it was good. I gave it... I think I gave it, what, a seven and a half or eight out of ten when I texted you? You gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a it seven and a half 5. because the first kind of few... It, it was kind of confusing in the first half, I would say. Very, like jumping around timelines and then you finally get caught up to everything so that's kind of i didn't like how they were jumping around so much um but it's good it's genuinely like a good like kind of stress me out a little bit but it's the kind of stress that like you know it's coming but you it, just like kind of jump scares kind of like okay something's happening and mm. then it doesn't happen they had quite a few of those which did make the film um but Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, they make such a great dynamic duo as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, the other characters really surprised me with how well the acting went. I loved the supporting characters. Um, very different storyline than the other ones, I would say. It was very different. I wasn't expecting that, but I liked it. I would, I would highly recommend to watch on HBO Max if you can. That's how I watched it. I... Uh. I'm not a fan. No, that's fine. I, I'm not telling you to watch it. So. I just, I thought it was good. Like, I, I genuinely thought it was a good horror film. Com I, I, I've personally never been let down by any of the Conjurings or the prequels. Did I think that they needed a third one? No. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get a fourth one out of them. I think that's my issue, why I don't like them. It's kind of like Saw, though. Saw went on for, what, eight movies, seven films? Yeah, but at least... But there's so many stories Saw, to tell. Like, least, you can make up so much. You can pull from so many stories, and you can kind of create it into... You can, like... There's so many ways they can pull these stories together. Like, they still always show Annabelle. They always show the nun. They always show, like... They always reference back to their room of treasures that they collect in every... On every ghost hunt. The... the the difference is the difference is, Saul Saul kind of it talks about um, humanity's worst aspects. Yes. While, The Conjuring is is basically ghost stories brought to life, and I think that's why. I disagree, because I think mm -hmm. that with Saul, Saul's saying you know. Well, that's more of a thriller. You had to fight for your life. Yeah. What kind of stuff would you do? And that I think is more of a universal storyline than whatever the conjuring has to say. And so I feel like you can make a ghost story and turn it into a comedy very quickly. And I think that's why I don't like the conjuring because I end up laughing the whole way through the conjuring because I think the scenarios are so stupid. While with Saw, I would be like, oh, if I was in that situation, I probably would do the same thing. 
Well, it's to each their own, in all honesty, because, I mean, I'm kind of the opposite way. I mean, okay, Saw is a good franchise. Saw came up with so many of those traps. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, every franchise is different with how they do a storyline. Every franchise creates their own plot to stand out from the rest. That's how Saw was so popular and did so well in the box office. The Conjuring, that whole franchise, created bits and pieces of its own. They took they take stories and pull them off into their own. So Annabelle, how who knew you can make a, a whole horror film out of a doll that can't really move? Other than, well, we've seen Chucky, but Chucky's a whole different. I know, Chucky's a whole different horror. I know. Um, but also Annabelle is is taken over it's possessed by a demon and they created a whole story out of the nun which i would never have expected but that was sucked it wasn't the best but it was it was an it it taught us it it, again the conjuring links each film together which is also reason i love it so much but again it's teach their own i i enjoy the conjuring you enjoy saw films It's it's just whatever you prefer. I I like, I think I'm the only person who likes Paranormal Activity, that whole series. No, you're not the only person who likes. Well, paranormal out of my fr- out of the friend group, I don't. Everyone everyone who I would talk to about the Paranormal Activity, they would only go see it because it was the hot horror film of middle school, high school. But when you look back at it, it's so poorly done. Like it was very like. I don't know. I still like them. But again, it's it's whatever you prefer. Are you are you saying you prefer really crappy horror films? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that I back then <laughs> I think the consensus here is you prefer no, really crappy horror films. No, I'm, I'm just pulling your line. No, I know. But it was a good film. If you I mean you're I I'm not going to make you watch it. I I think it was I know you're not going to watch it. I have it. no intention of watching <laughs> okay. it. So. Um, but any any final thoughts on any other kind of horror films? Anything that we can recommend? It's funny because I wasn't going to watch this film this weekend, and I ended up watching it. I just have to point that out, and I was very happy I did. It's, I think it's the longest one, to be honest. It was close to like two and a half hours. It was it was interesting. Okay, but any other like any other recommendations? Not really. I I'm I'm still very behind on a lot of content. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones still I'm on season seven, so I'm getting there. I just finished uh, Bo Burnham's new special, Inside. Oh, Oof. Is it Oof. funny? Parts of it, yes. Oh. Um, very introspective. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Very interesting. Definitely not a comedy. I a friend at work described it as performance art, and I think that's the best way to describe it. I think if anything, you leave realizing how talented Bo Burnham is as an individual. Uh, so much so that. I would love to have an album of just the songs that he he wrote and sang. That that's as far as I would go. Like I would listen to some of those songs on the regular repeat because I think they are so well done. Is he a comedian though? 
Yeah. Okay. Like you should watch his his earlier stuff because they're downright hilarious. I feel like I've like seen a, a bits and pieces. You probably have. I you probably, probably have. have but, but I yeah, I think this special is one of those ones where it really hits hard because um, you can see how he's been affected by the quarantine mm-hmm. and. Everyone has their stories of yeah. what social isolation does to yeah, uh, it does. the mind. Yeah. And that's kind of where, what the, the special explores. And so it, it, it's really good. It's really good, though. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll try it. Um, actually, I might, I'm thinking after I finish Game of Thrones that I'm, gonna, I'm going to start Shadow and Bone on netflix mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. about it i i started it mm-hmm. i started a while ago and i wasn't a fan i i was watching it the first episode and i was like i like this but i kind of not feeling it right now as like That's i want to watch something what, else something a little yes. bit lighter and i went to watch the other thing but i i definitely see myself finishing it and i see the appeal I think I have to get past episode one is my thing. Cause when I started it, I wasn't understanding the hype and then I see it on TikTok, and I'm like, okay, maybe I will like it. Cause it is a book series too. So I'm thinking if I read the book first, the first one, maybe I'll have a better understanding of the show. Cause usually I read the books first for anything and then I watch. Or do you think I should I've do the heard, opposite? I've heard the book makes it more confusing because the book jumps okay and the series kind of cuts out the jump cuts and stays on okay one storyline or something i'm probably 100 percent wrong but i heard that the book is is very it jumps so you have to kind of well i see it's a keep series keep track in the book which i knew that because i think they already got renewed for season two it is um I mean, I'm su- I'm genuinely surprised because I've been asked by a couple people if I've seen the show and I haven't yet. Um, actually, and I also, <laughs> I don't know if you'll be surprised by this, I kind of want to start Peaky Blinders too. You want to start Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders? What is it? Peaky Blinders. <laughs> oh, I had it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, I saw, um, there's actually a very interesting TikTok going around right now of Peaky Blinders that I'm like, kind of made me more interested a little bit. <laughs> it's such a good show. I know. I actually had a couple guys recommend it to me two weeks ago, too. So it's such a good show. There's actually quite a few shows I'm going to give a second chance to. Um, Peaky Blinders I'm going to try. Um, you'll be actually thinking you might be surprised Breaking Bad I never really got into. I don't know. Neither did I. I heard it's really good. I heard that you have to... Get to get through. past the first season. Yes, I've and heard. I, me and Kara mm-hmm. only got through I think like episodes one through three. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I think next after Game of Thrones, we're gonna try again with with Shadow and Bone, and then watch Peaky Blinders. But I did, I think I mentioned last episode, I binged the last half of Lucifer. Um, but any other recommendations we can make? Anything that you can think of? Not at the moment. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> I know you don't. Okay, so this this statement leads into a question. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Knives Out two just cast. Okay. Outer Banks actress Madeline Klein. Madeline Klein. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna be starring alongside. A-list cast members who we already know, Daniel Craig, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Leslie Odom Jr., and, da- and Janelle Monet. My question, and I'm going to be, I kind of really want like an actual answer for this. If you could guess the next celebrity to be cast in this film, who would it be? And should we put a wager on it and <laughs> see if any of us are right? <laughs> If you had to pick any celebrity, they could, it could be someone extremely popular. It could be somebody up and coming. It's not going to be. You don't think it's going to be someone popular again? Not someone extremely popular, no. When you look at the list of names, these are actors who aren't... If, if we consider Hollywood to be like a bullseye, you have in the center your red dot. You have your A-listers, legendary actors. You know, your, your Leo DiCaprio's, you know, your uh, Kate Winslet's, your, you know, you have that. And then you have like, if you think, consider that outer band. I that's should where say a lot star of these star-studded cast. That's where a lot of these actors are, is like, they're on the cusp. They're not necessarily always thought of as the top actors out there, but they're right close. So, in my head, I'm trying to find, like, like, like Catherine Hahn, for example. De- Wonder Vision's obviously completely blown her stardom. Like, she's now a bona fide star. Mm-hmm. But... A couple years ago, when you thought of Catherine Hahn, you you were never really thinking of her as that kind yeah. of actress. You was like, she's she's there, she's she's right there with Tony Collette for me, at least in my mind. Where oh, if I see a film with them, I'm like, oh great, fantastic. But I'm never actually always like considering these people. Alison Janney might be one I would think of. I would say. Okay. Um, because I think Alison Janney is another one of those amazing actresses that isn't often thought about, but puts in a killer performance when you want her to. And I think that's similar to the actors who are in there. Um but I am interested by the Leslie Odom, Dave Batista section mm-hmm. because it could be another one of. Because Leslie's film career is just really starting, I would say. I, well, let me uh, wager I mean, you this. TV from what? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you think the next person to be cast will be a, if they cast somebody else? Let me say this. Um, what do you think the next person would be a female or male? Let's start there. The next one to be announced. I can tell you. If you had to guess. I can tell you. I wouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. 
Because it all depends on what the, the script is, obviously. I, I don't see it as, oh, we're looking for balance because there's a lot of films where it's very male-dominated or very female-dominated or non-binary-dominated. So well, I, I mean, it's I, I don't... pretty, like... It's pretty diverse, to be honest. It's pretty... Of course it's there. diverse. It's a diverse cast, but I, I... Like, I... I don't know. I don't even think the first Knives Out was very... Balanced. It wasn't. I'm pretty sure there were more... Females than males. Female roles than yeah. there were male roles. So, I... I can't tell you based on that. I can't say past history whether I would expect that to be... I mean, it could be a switcheroo. It could be this time that it was more male-dominated than female-dominated, but I, I don't even think, know what this film was about. Yeah, I don't know what this film was about, so I couldn't even give you a context. Well, if you had to throw a name out there, you said Allison... Allison Janey. Okay. Or... If I had to say female-wise... Yeah, I'd say Allison Janey. If I had to say female-wise, I would go for Anya Taylor-Joy. I know she has quite a few projects coming up, but I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised. See, that's what I'm saying. On the cusp. Yes. That's just a name I'm throwing out there. If I had to guess a male... If I had to guess a male... I don't know why the first name coming to mind is Miles Teller. But... Interesting. He's one of those names that I'm not surprised when he's cast in that role because I'm like, okay, it's going to be a interesting story. I would like to see, like, Jeff Daniels or... Um, I don't know. There's so many different th- people I can think of for them to cast... But also, and it also does depend on the storyline. Who... It depends on the role that they're looking to cast. Also, people who are looking for like uh, career rejuvenation, because like Jamie Lee Curtis, already an established actress, but had not been seen for a while. Well, she was seen in Halloween before that, like right before they did the revival of Halloween or that sequel. Halloween was before or after Knives Out? Way before, like maybe a year, year and a half. Wait. The new Halloween? Yes. There was a, I saw it in Tampa in like 2018 and then Knives Out came out 2019 because I thought it was summer. Yeah, I would say I, I someone looking for a career rejuvenation or, yeah. or someone who's on the cusp. I, I couldn't tell you right now who it would be. Interesting. If you had to guess, though, you said Allison, Janney, and then who, male-wise, if you had to take a, a your best guess. See, my head is saying Benicio Del Toro. But he's already in a movie right now. Well, they're not beginning the film until next, I think August. A couple months. I think fall in London. Or maybe in the or like summer. Javier, oh, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier, yes. That would be fun. Oh, I I'd enjoy that. That would be very fun. You know who, who that makes me think of? Johnny Depp. 
I don't know if he'd I don't know if he'd do the film, but I feel like that would be What's the face? I don't know if he would be considered. I have my own thoughts on all that, but I'm not gonna get into I, exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I'm kinda it. like, I'm not sure. No. Stupid. So yeah. But I didn't I okay, speaking of, I didn't realize that that's Mads Michelson for um what do you call it? Oh, Fantastic Beast Three. God, we haven't even heard news from that film. Oh my god. Wait, what what was your statement? Johnny Depp reminded me of Mads Michelson. Johnny Depp reminds you of Mads because Michelson. Because Mads Michelson took over the role as I forgot what the character's name was in the film. Um, he took Grindelwald. Yes, he took over the wall, the role of Grindelwald. So that just kind of reminded me right. of that whole drama. And then it, and then that t- that took me to Fantastic Beast filming, and how we haven't heard much from it, realistically. Like we haven't heard filming is close to ending. We had nothing. I'm bringing that back because that was a year ago. And plus, I think The Flash is supposed to start... I think The Flash started filming. Whoa. Where... What is up? What, where With is me? your mind going? Just, I'm honestly I don't know ADHD what, right now. What's happening? Connect, what is happening? I'm connecting everything. These are so loose. These are loose threads. I, I'm struggling to figure out <laughs> okay. this train of thought right so now. So Johnny Depp... What? Johnny Depp... Me saying Johnny Depp reminded me of Mads Mikkelsen taking over his role Who as are com- two completely different yes, people. Yes, yes, yes. It just reminded me of that whole drama that we like were following last year. And then that right. le- led me to Fantastic Beast 3, how we haven't heard anything on filming okay. in the past maybe six months. That makes sense. Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. Okay, I got yes. you there. And then right. it reminded me of Ezra Miller, who we also heard the drama from. But What? <laughs> And then his film, The Flash, started filming. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so there's wait, wait. just my. How does? Fa- oh, I see. Fantasy Beast Edge Miller. Okay. All right. Okay. Flat. That takes you to Flash. Yes, The Flash, and then okay. that has been filming because we just saw a picture of Michael Keaton's Batman logo. So I'm just I'm I'm literally just speaking out loud right now because we haven't heard much information from the Fantastic Beast film so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) and not to mention i don't think it's a good thing and not to mention jude law is supposed to be filming what's it called peter pan and wendy Mm -hmm. as captain hook so okay are we getting a third film i don't i'm sorry i'm i'm coming back to this one because that drama gave me life that film, just everything surrounding it, I was like, okay. Bad juju? I don't think so. You don't think it's filming? I think it's dead in the water at this point. I don't think it's dead in the water. I think they may, honestly, they probably pushed it. Because they think it's aiming for 22 release or 23, if I'm if I remember correctly. I don't know. That whole, that, all those strings kind of just popped back up into my head that was not how i saw today going <laughs> not me me neither and i just <laughs> i i'm i just literally realized it but um yeah i don't know if that's a good or bad thing what do you think 
You don't think it's a good thing. You don't even like these films. You think they should have been. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. I You're asking the wrong person. I, <laughs> I really. All right. I I think. Okay, if if you're asking my honest opinion, I think J.K. Rowling's opinions has thoroughly destroyed any reputation she has in Hollywood. And I think as a yeah. result, Fantastic Beasts is a time bomb. Well, they and anybody associated with it, anybody associated with it is probably thinking, I'm not sure whether this thing is worth it. When your lead actor is saying, I don't want to work with the producer anymore... And then you have to switch another actor for their own personal issues. And and, and also given good. the fact that it's, it's, it's what, the third installment? And you already have right? three issues with three actors. So if you don't release the film quick enough, you're just not going to be able to, to pick up on the energy. Exactly. And as a result, I feel... And I'm sure, obviously, and and this is no offense to any diehard Potter fans, but I don't think the energy is there anymore for the Harry Potter universe. I think a lot of people have moved on to other franchises. And I think given that fact, I'm not sure whether Fantastic Beasts is going to have the same gusto that it could have had if it was released when we expected it to be released. Well, I think it was a good attempt it was a good attempt to continue on with the Harry Potter universe, given our own thoughts on J.K. Rowling. Probably wanted more money. Or Warner Brothers was like, okay, how can we continue this? But all Yeah, in but all, eventually, th- eventually you're going to fall into the Star yeah. Wars paradox. I just, I think and that they were trying to continue something that was so popular, and it just, it hasn't worked out. It's been kind of been too long and covid didn't help yeah so but any final thoughts on anything we've talked about today nope i don't have anything either you want to send us off all right (laughs) that was another episode of twss that's what she said with zach and nicole see you guys next time